Today on Locked On Blue Jackets, we've got Dino Weinheimer of AHL News Now here to talk all about the Cleveland Monsters. Who's going to be making an impact? Who could be in the NHL? And uh, what are we most excited about? All that on today's episode. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Hayden, once again, is uh, unable to join us this episode due to scheduling issues. He will be back tomorrow, uh, I promise, this time. Uh, Before we get started, though, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also on YouTube and also on SiriusXM if you are a radio app kind of person. Let's uh, let's just get straight into it, shall we? Um, Traverse City happened this weekend. Lots of Cleveland monsters, lots of potential monsters, lots of Blue Jackets rookies, prospects, everyone there. So I thought, let's take a look at what the monsters are going to look like this season. Uh, any surprises, any graduates, any new faces that we should be excited about? And I thought the best person to ask about that would be... Uh, my friend and uh, colleague over at AHL News Now, Dina Weinheimer. So I'm just going to get into my conversation with her because she knows much more than I do. So we thought we spent so much time on the Blue Jackets this season, uh, this off season even, and there was a lot of monsters on the squad. So I thought let's try and take a look at what the Cleveland Monsters are going to look like this year because my prediction is that they're going to be as fun as heck. Uh, So I've got the smartest monsters person I know, uh, Dina Weinheimer, founder of AHL News Now and uh, Cleveland Monsters writer over there to uh, come and talk to us about some baby jackets and uh, some guys that we could see make the jump to the NHL this season. So, uh, Dina, thank you for uh, thank you for hopping on the podcast. As always, it's uh, it's always fun to have you on. It's always fun to do monsters talk. So let's start off with. Um, who are you the most excited to welcome into the Monsters this season? Is there any new faces that you're like, I can't wait to see him put on a Monsters jersey? Right now, it is a tie for me. And of course, before I go into this, thank you again for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be here. But I'm going to go for Luca Del Belbaluz and James Malatesta. So Luca seems to be making the jump to the monsters this season. But honestly, James Malatesta, I have had my eye on him since he first started skating in the Traverse city tournaments, I believe two seasons ago. So not last season, but the season before it was my first time at the Traverse city NHL prospects tournament. And he caught my eye right away. Very physical player, but he can help distribute the puck really well. Um, yeah, I'm really thinking that he, in my projection, they're going to be bottom six, definitely, because there's so many good, I guess by now you can consider them veterans to the monsters. But, you know, you compare James Malatesta with Roman Ashan, Josh Dunn, 
What a line. What yeah, a, that's, that's a fun line. line. <laughs> I mean, quick pace, not afraid to play tough on the four check and the back check. Yeah, those two paired with some nice veterans. That's going to be my two players to watch. Yeah, James Malatesta is definitely a guy that we here at Locked On Blue Jackets have had our eye on. Playoff MVP uh, with the uh, QMJHL this season with the uh, the Quebec Ramparts. And he just, he doesn't know how to play hockey at anything other than 110%. And that is just the most fun way to play hockey, I think. Uh, Luca Del Babalu is a big fan of as well. But yeah, James Malatesta is definitely someone I am looking at to be Maybe have a little bit of a slow start with the Monsters, but uh, fans are going to love him, I think. He might be the next Trey Fix-Walensky, which is big shoes to fill, but that's uh, that's kind of where I'm where I'm sitting at right now with him. Honestly, if you're going to have two similar players on a squad, you, I wouldn't want anyone other than a second Trey Fix-Walensky type player. I would take a squad of 20 Trey Fix-Walenskys and a goalie, I think. So, but I, we know this. I I'm really like Trey Fix-Walensky. Dina is the founder of the Trey Fix-Walensky uh, fan club. Um, and I want to talk about him next, actually. Um, is he ready to be a full-time NHLer, do you think? In the right system. Mm-hmm. You with Trey Fix Wolanski, of course, he has a ton of talent, spark, bit of snarl when needed in the right places. But, and I hate to bring size into it, but you have to pair him with the right people. I'm thinking kind of like a Cam Atkinson type player you know, only with the extra snarl involved. Mm -hmm. And if I say a little bit better of a sniper i hope i'm not overstepping with that but of course we all know about the changes up top with the blue jackets coaching so i don't know how that system if it's going to change or how that's going to work out i would love to see him get more time in the nhl with the blue jackets because i want him to stay in the blue jacket system however i if he hasn't cracked it by now, I don't know. But I believe in the right system, he could be an NHLer and make a positive impact. Yeah. It feels like if, if he hasn't earned it by now, then when? It's just the Blue Jackets are so... They have such a logjam of NHL players that it's going to be tough for him to get a look in. But I'm looking for him to have a really strong camp. Obviously, Pascal Vincent is uh, very familiar with him, uh, he's been, you know, up and down the last, the last couple of years. And I think at this point, if nothing else, he's earned a good long look at, at the NHL side of things. I know Monsters fans don't want to hear that. They'd love to keep him around forever. But I would love to see Trevor Zwanski as a full-time NHLer. And I think at this point, he he's earned it. He was almost too good for the Monsters last season oh yeah you know absolutely and if he can if it feels like if he gets his chance and he gets you know give him 10 15 games in the nhl i don't think you'll be sending him back down um is there anyone else from the monsters uh that you think could kind of burst onto the scene this year any kind of unexpected call-ups that you think once they get into the nhl that's it we're not getting them back uh similar to um 
to obviously Marcus Bjork, you lost for most of the season. Tim Burney finished the season with the Blue Jackets. And um, Karel Marchenko, once he got his chance in the NHL, obviously it was, it was game over for his AHL career. Is there anyone on the team that you think could be a similar type player if they get their NHL shot and they just take off? The one that's screaming out to me right now is David Juracek. Other than the fact that he is waivers exempt, that would probably be the one reason why they wouldn't keep him up. But I think, I mean, he, again, similar to a Trey Fix Wolanski, he was all, at times almost too good for the AHL and the Monsters last season. Um, other than that, I'm not getting the vibe from anyone that's going to be a lock to do that, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, say Carson Meyer again, he just over the summer signed a one-year two-way deal. He's a dynamic player again, and I just that top my top projected line of Owen Sillinger, Tyler Angle, Trey Fix Wolanski. Um, honestly, looking, I can see that pretty, line getting shaky. broken up with maybe Trey Fix Wolanski coming up, and then that second line I had Meyer on the right wing. If those two go up, man, my top six is just a mess. But also, we need to remember Brendan Gaunts. He was mm -hmm. out basically all of last season with an injury. He's coming back now. I don't know where he's going to slot in to any of this. Right. So and you guys are probably going to pick up card. Hunter McCown. I don't think he's going to be in the And I liked his game a lot in the NHL last season. So you'll probably pick him up uh, to, to get a little bit more seasoning in, in the pro leagues. But this is the thing. I keep looking at like the top 12 or the best 13 forwards for the Blue Jackets. And then I'm like, right, well, I guess everyone else to the monsters. And then I look at the monsters and I'm like, oh, how do I move all of these guys down in the in the lineup? You know, guys like Owen Selinger, who I, I like his game a lot. Guys like Tyler Angle. Um, guys like Josh Dunn, who I think has still has something left to give at the NHL level. So it's... In a minute, we have got more conversation with Dina all about the monsters. But first, I've got to tell you guys all about FanDuel. Snap into action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers are going to get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. And all you have to do is place a $5 bet. Whether you win or lose that $5 bet, doesn't matter. You're still going to get those $200 in bonus bets. You can use those on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You could use them on baseball, basketball, which is back soon. Hockey, which is also back soon. Very exciting. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. You get paid immediately. You don't have to wait around to get your deposits back. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. Having too many players that are too good for where they're playing is a good problem to have, but also it's going to make for some frustrating lineup decisions, um, especially at the blue line, which uh, we're going to talk about in uh, in a little bit. Um, I want to talk to you uh, about a player that we didn't expect to see with the Monsters this season. Cole Sillinger struggled a lot in the NHL this season, went down to the AHL, I think started to kind of get a little bit of his mojo back, 
Do you think he should be, like, is he close to going back to the NHL, do you think? Or should he be spending more time in Cleveland? He's got his brother there. He's got a little bit less pressure there. Um, like, what do you think is best for Corsell just development at this point? Honestly, I think I could answer that question a little bit better after I see some of training camp mm -hmm. to see where his mindset is, where his conditioning is. The nice thing about Cole Sillinger is basically exactly as you said, Cleveland would be a very friendly environment for him. They have a second year coach there and Trent Vogel Huber, of course, former professional player that is definitely a player's coach. However, he is open and honest with the players and does not mince words. If that is not a huge key piece for development, I don't know what is. I honest, but I just can't say what would be best at this point. If he's on the bubble, send him down. Don't just keep him up, you know, in Columbus just to have him around. Game, yeah, right. Or on the fourth line playing minimal minutes. If you're as the Blue Jackets coaching staff, if you are unsure, just send him down. Give yeah. him top minutes with. Trey Fix Wolanski and that crew that's a little bit more uh, versed in the life of Blue Jacket style hockey. Right. And of course, you know, in the system, just let him go. Yeah. Get, let him get a little bit of his swagger back. Cause Absolutely. I think his confidence took a real knock last season when he stopped scoring and then his ice time stopped dropping, started dropping. And yeah, play him 20 minutes in the AHL instead of eight minutes in the NHL, which I think was that was that was one of the most frustrating things about Brad Larson last season for me was once someone was out of his favor, it was very, very difficult for them to get back in the lineup. And Cole Solinger suffered with that, I think. Um, I want to talk about defensemen because the Blue Jackets have too many defensemen and so do the Monsters. I know we talked about this a little bit off mic a while ago of trying to guess what who the top six defensemen are going to be for the Monsters this season. Um, and then, you know, that's with the assumption that they don't keep David Juracek and that Nick Blankenberg makes the NHL roster and doesn't get sent down. But I think it, we could very likely see a top pairing in the NHL if David Juracek and Nick Blankenberg. Stanislav Svozil is coming over. Corson Kuhlman, uh, Kuhlman's came over at the end of the season. Uh, then you've got your, you know, your longtime monsters. What What is happening with the defense? How How is this going to shake out? So you talked about the Jackets. Having a lot of people. <laughs> the Cleveland Monsters, if you consider or include Nick Blankenberg, have 10 eligible players to play on defense. Mm -hmm. And that does not include everyone's favorite defenseman, sometimes forward, and Dylan Simpson, that retired over the summer and has now taken up a assistant coaching position in the college ranks. So here's how I see it. Now, of course, you know, like you said, we talked offline about this. So you kind of helped me form my uh, defensive core here. But I'm of the same assumption that Nick Blankenberg will be potentially sent down to the um, AHL. So that means we would have Blankenberg and Juracek on the top line, Jake Christensen, Cole Clayton, uh, Carson Kuhlemans, and my personal favorite defenseman, Billy Sweezy down on that Whoa, bottom. Billy Sweezy. <laughs> yeah. And man, after what I heard about Kuhlemans at the, at this season's 
NHL prospect tournament up in Traverse City. What a third pair that will be. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy Sweezy does not mind dropping the gloves. No, that is going to be protecting his people. <laughs> but again, that does not count in. See, Sammy Knasko, Stanislaus Fosel, uh, Marcus Bjork. We don't know what the Tim Bernie situation is. And then Ole Julian Bjork back home. That doesn't count him in here either. So either the, I don't even think Columbus even has an ECHL team anymore. So they're going to try to find an ECHL home to them. Or otherwise there's all these players just sitting. It's yeah, it's it's, the, it's exactly the same problem the Blue Jackets have, which I think is why it's so frustrating because it's not even like you can send a couple of them up or like you know swap them in and out. Um, you know the Blue Jackets have I think I at my last count if we include Yerichek and Blankberg I think they're at nine defensemen that are NHL caliber, and there's I think four or five guys fighting for two spots, and so that's you know three or four guys or two or three guys that are going to be sitting in the press box or in Cleveland. And it's, uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting training camp. I think I'm the, this is the most interested I've been in a training camp. I think since I started this podcast and like, I love training camp. I think it's so much fun, but with the new coach, with all of these lineup decisions to be made with all of these new faces, Adam Fantilli, who we haven't even talked about because he's, there's no way he's getting sent down oh, as no much way. as it pains, as much as it hurts Dina that she won't be able to um, cover him in Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Guys like Dmitry Voronkov are going to be in the mix. You know, there's so many moving parts and it's really, really exciting, but also trying to, trying to do season preview stuff of like, okay, this is what the lineup is like, might be. This is who's going to be here. Here's gonna, who's going to be in Cleveland is basically impossible for, both monsters and Blue Jackets writers and media alike. So one thing to kind of note on Voronkov is his ELC does include a European assignment clause. Mm -hmm. So more than likely, I mean, I didn't even consider him in terms of trying to figure out who the players are going to be uh, with the monsters because of that. So more than likely, if Columbus looks to send him down, that assignment clause may he may request that that kick in. So I would not be surprised, but man, I so selfishly want Fantilli just a game or so. Like if Columbus has a long week off, like please send him to Cleveland, just one game. Cause I would love to cover him up in Cleveland. And that would be a real treat for those fans. Yeah. Look at what he did at Travis city is, uh, just makes me really, really excited. I want to thank you guys again for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets uh, continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube and uh, we're also on Sirius XM. Uh, we have seen a big bump in numbers as of about Sunday night. I can't imagine why. I don't know what happened on Sunday night, uh, but we appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you for sticking around. It's going to get real exciting here now that the season is uh, getting started. Um, you mentioned, obviously, Trent Rogerhuber earlier. Uh, this is going to be his second year, second season as the full-time coach and not essentially the acting head coach. Correct. How do you how do you feel about what he's done with this team? Um, is there anything that kind of... Uh, what stands out to you about Vogelhuber as an option to kind of 
bring the monsters back into playoff contention. So first of all, what an embarrassment of riches that he has to work with this, (laughs) this coming season. I know he is extremely happy about it. He won't say it, but I know he's got that sly smile going on right now. He's I'm sure he's excited to see which players he ends up getting. One thing that's really important to note, and I'm sure we all remember the, I almost hate to say the I word um, <laughs> leading into this, but we remember the roster issues. Just going to knock quick, on wood nudge, real nudge. Quick, to... Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, that both Columbus and Cleveland went through last season. Despite all of that, Trent Vogel-Huber had his team within one point of a playoff spot. Despite, I mean, they essentially ran out of time at the end of the season. He was able to get enough synergy and chemistry in that room to win enough games to get to that point. I personally was shocked, especially considering the lineup that he had to ice sometime. Again, there were times that Dylan Simpson was second or third line forward, and he is, um, at that point, an aging defenseman. It, it was 11-7 most nights, again, with a defensive player playing forward. I don't know how he managed to do it, but he – I don't know if it's the former player in the system, just that chemistry that, that he's able to bring and that knowledge so he's able to talk to the young players. He's been through it himself. I don't know what it is, but he managed to get that team rallied behind him every – single night and I cannot wait to see what he does along with especially with Mark Letestu as one of his assistant coaches again people that have been around the Blue Jackets fandom for the last few years know him well I can't I just cannot wait to see what they do with a full season with hopefully fingers crossed healthy stability mm-hmm. in their lineup Yeah, it feels like a lot of the storylines that are relevant for the Blue Jackets are going to be relevant for the Monsters, I think. Because obviously the Blue Jackets, everyone was injured. Literally everyone. And then the guys that didn't get called up from the Monsters, I feel like they had injuries as well to deal with. So they lost all of their guys, and then the guys that they replaced them with were like, well, well, now we're injured. We're just going to pull everyone out of the ECHL. So, like, poor... um, It's not Kalamazoo that they're affiliate was i don't remember what their affiliate was oh toledo right it was kalamazoo it was kalamazoo thank you i need to brush up on my echl teams kalamazoo must have had no one by the end of the season because they were all all in cleveland so hopefully yeah like you said it's if they can stay healthy knock on wood um trevor feels like the kind of coach that turns a team into more than some of the parts except look at the parts he's got to play with this year it's gonna be i've been saying all off season Watch out for the monsters. The monsters are going to be real, real fun. Um, let's let's finish off with uh, a little bit of goalie talk because you know we love goalie talk here on Locked On Blue Jackets. Jack Greaves, is he ready to take the monsters back to the playoffs? Is he a legitimate AHL starting option? I know he kind of got thrown into it, ended up making his NHL debut unexpectedly last season because again everyone was injured. Um, I was expecting him to play behind Neil Tarasov for most of the season. Obviously, that didn't happen. Is he ready to be a full-time starter in the AHL? Well, I will say this. Uh, Looking at the team, looking at the options, he is 
the undisputed starter in Cleveland's net. I mean, assuming there's no, I would say, assuming that there's no other additions to the Blue Jackets roster in terms of two-way deals, especially. Because mm-hmm. Daniel Tarasov, he's up, you know, yeah. it's, that's the way it's going to, to be. The plan last season, the way it looked, that was going to be Tarasov starting in Cleveland, Jack Reeves, it was going to be like a 1AB situation. But it's whether Jet likes it or not, I'm sure he does like it very much. This is going to be his net. I would not be surprised to see Cleveland or maybe even Columbus sign an experienced depth goaltending option. They need way. another Just, Brad Thiessen. They, that's exactly where I was Someone, going. Just an adult to, to hang around, you know? I do just, know yeah. that um, I had forgotten about this until literally you just said that. They did sign Aaron Dell to a PTO yes. for training camp, and he feels like the perfect candidate to be that old guy on the Monsters that they can call up and play him in the show if they need to, but he's probably pretty happy just chilling in the AHL, looking after the kids. He was very good for the Barracuda uh last season and uh yeah i'm i hope they sign him because i think that'll add a, a real uh, uh the blue the monsters have needed a brad Thiessen for basically since he retired so yes. it'll be good to have old guy with uh with the monsters again exactly i mean the only other option for the monsters right now is pavel chayon mm-hmm. he's on the last year of his ahl deal of course jeckery's last year of his NHL entry-level contract. They need that experienced third guy because I, not to knock on Chion, but I would like to have another option available. If and I believe Nolan Lalonde is, is he old enough to make the AHL jump now? Oh, no, I he's forgot only about him. 19. I believe he's still got to do another year in juniors, but he's obviously, he's the other goalie that they have at, yes. they had at Traverse City. Yeah. But I don't believe he's eligible yet. But he is he will be an option next season if they need him. And I like his game a fair amount. They've got a guy in Russia, Sergei Ivanov. They've got some pieces, but they're gonna take time. So I think Jet like you say, Jet Greaves is is gonna have to be the guy, whether whether he likes it or not. But uh But he has the talent and the poise mm-hmm. to do it. 100%. He proved that last season. And what makes me even more confident about him being number one is that defense with it being so stacked with so many different options. It's not like it's a thin roster where, uh, this is what we have to work with to start. They have more than enough options to kind of tinker with, with the pairings and all of that. It should be fine. Yeah. I'm just looking up Jack Greaves stats from last season. So last season, he played 43 games for the Monsters, had an 899 save percentage, two shutouts, and a record of 1916 and five with a decimated defense. Mm-hmm. So look for Jack Reeves to have an extremely good bounce back season. He had a 905 in 29 games in his rookie season. Like I am I'm extremely hopeful. For Jack Reeves, and considering he was, I believe he was just a guy that they signed in the aftermath of losing Matisse Kivlenix because they needed literally any goalie. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was just a guy that they signed because they needed a body, and he has somehow turned into potentially was, an NHL piece. That was actually Cam Johnson. 
who fit that bill specifically. Oh, okay. Um, because he was signed and then not, and then the whole thing. I hate to say whole thing, but um, after Matisse Keith Lennox passed away, mm-hmm. and the Seattle expansion draft, they had to have that third goalie, so they ended up right. signing yes. Cam Johnson back. Um, with Jet Greaves, it was again the big I word up top. Mm-hmm. Really, just ran through all the goalies, and they had to sign a goalie to have enough goalies on the bench. So they called up Jack Jack Greaves after signing him to that entry level contract. So his was a mid season signing. Right. Yes. Yeah. I had I had mixed up my goalies. I feel like there's been a lot of them going through Columbus and Cleveland over the past couple of years. Hopefully it's a little uh-huh. bit more stable this year. Um I wanna I wanna finish off with just one more one more question. Who do you think is going to be the MVP for the Cleveland Monsters this season? Oh, that is such a good question. And I honestly don't know how to answer that. Because <laughs> the easy option is like Trey Fix Wolanski or David Juracek, but the hope is that they will be in the NHL. So I'm looking at the roster, like who do I expect to fill those roles if they're not here, you know? Mm, so if Jet does as well as he did last season with the team that he had in front of him, he could easily do it. However, kind of dark horse for me, Owen Sillinger. He is just a nice glue piece that is a AHL deal. Loved in the room. Really good with the coaches. He could be a dark horse for for MVP in my mind. Yeah, so... Locked on Blue Jackets listeners, keep your ears out for Owen Sillinger's name. He's probably going to be around a lot. We're going to try and do uh, more frequent Cleveland Monsters check-ins this season because there's going to be so many exciting players there. We'll have Dina back on, obviously, because I always love when Dina's on the show. I feel like I learn more about the Monsters. And uh, why don't you tell uh, all of the wonderful people where they can find you and your work, Dina? Because there is somewhere brand new that they can find your work. Yes. So just launched uh, back in mid-August is ahlnewsnow.com. You can find my work regarding the Cleveland Monsters. You can also find work from the person sitting right next (laughs) to me, Jay. Yeah, yeah, where he's covering uh, the Barracuda for us. But you can find all of my... um, tweets and stuff regarding the AHL and the monsters at Dina Weinheimer. And then you can also follow us on Twitter at AHL news now and keep an eye out. If you love AHL podcasts, we've got one coming for you in mid October. That's Calder's calling sneak preview for you guys. So keep your ears out for that. Go check out AHL news now, uh, especially Dina's work on the monsters it's going to be a fun season. Uh, thanks again, Dina, for uh, for sitting down with me, talking about all things monsters. And uh, let's hope for a trip back to the playoffs and potentially a trip back to uh, the Calder Cup. That would be amazing for the first time. That would be the first time that they've made the playoffs since I started covering the team in the 2019 season. But then again, <laughs> you know, the whole pandemic stuff. But mm-hmm. I would love an opportunity to 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 cover that. So pretty please, yeah, monsters. We are, 
crossing our fingers here. Yes. Blue jackets and <laughs> for also, a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to be talking a little bit more about Yamakakalainen and his role in Mike Babcock's hiring and what that means for his future with the Blue Jackets uh, and maybe what it should mean for his future with the Blue Jackets. Uh, so that's coming up tomorrow. Thank you for listening today, uh, for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on every podcast app of your choice. We're on YouTube, we're on SiriusXM, and uh, we appreciate you wherever you listen or watch. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971. And uh, yeah, thank you once again for listening. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.